morning, Wayne. You didn't love what I said yesterday about court storming. Mm, you'll like today even less, my friend. So yesterday, Keyshawn Johnson and I went back and forth and back and forth about whether court storming should be banned in college basketball. Keyshawn was a no. I was a big yes. Old school. Later yesterday, several old school coaches and ADs, I guess, weighed in because Bill Self said ban court storming. So did Penny Hardaway. Obviously, Duke's John Shire was already on record to outlaw court storming after his team, especially as center Kyle Filipowski, got caught in the middle of a court storm at Wake after Wake upset Duke, though it certainly looked to me like from the overhead video that Filipowski initiated at least some of the contact, if not all of it. But Alabama AD Greg Byrne took the strongest stance, saying the quickest, surest way to eliminate court storming is you storm, you forfeit the game. I have a whole lot to say about this, as I did yesterday, but Keyshawn, I'll give you the first crack at it. Did any reaction from any coach or AD yesterday change your opinion? Not really, Skip. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, 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 as we like to say, they're prisoners in a moment. It's an mm -hmm. opportunity to talk. It's the news of the day. It's an opportunity to get yourself out there. I don't it, think Bill Self needs any publicity, but... But, okay, so yeah. there's one guy. There's one guy with a historic yeah. program in Kansas. Mm -hmm. I get it. I understand it. Yeah. But these are... These are... What are they going to say? They're going to say, well, you know, I don't have a problem with it. Then they go, everybody going to look at them kind of wild and, and crazy. I'm taking it from a student standpoint mm -hmm. and from a fan's perspective. You know, look, Skip, do we believe that there could potentially be problems down the line in this situation. Yeah, but you can regulate it. You can regulate it. You don't have to just completely halt everything. You can find a way to make it work. It's been around as long as I can remember. This is the third time in 20 tries that Duke has, uh, Wake Forest has beat Duke. Yeah. So the fans are going to go bonkers and crazy. It's Duke. They're from the same state. It's a whole, right up the road. Right up the road. So they... I know it. I've been there. I've done that. Okay. Yeah. And so there's this outcry or, uh, that all of a sudden everybody's getting hurt and everybody's, you know, getting run over because they're storming on the court or on the field. And yes. Can fans be hurt? Yes. Can... Players get hurt possibly. Yes, mm. that is true. Yep. But you can't, just like everything else, when it comes to sports, they find a way to fix it. They don't outlaw it. Mm. They fix it. Mm. And how come you can't fix this? Why do you have to all of a sudden take it, tear it down, and outlaw it? Why? I don't understand. Mm. Yes, there are people, and most of the people that I see are like old dinosaur, crusty types. That's most of them that I've seen. I haven't really seen mm -hmm. a young coach or young player or young analyst say, just let it go away. Mm. No, it's part of the fabric of sports, man. Mm. What do we do? As I said to you yesterday, we like the show. Oh, my God, they won. Look at the crowd storming the field, all of these sort of things. If this didn't happen... To the Duke player, Philip, why do I mess his name? Filipowski. Filipowski. Yeah. We probably wouldn't have this same conversation mm. because Caitlin Clark, it happened to her, and it was one single person. It wasn't 10,000 people at the moment that she got 
clipped and fell to the ground. Mm -hmm. We didn't come on television the next day, in the next day, in the next day, in the next day. No. Right? Maybe, maybe we should have, but we didn't. But we didn't. Mm -hmm. If if was a fifth, you know we all be, you know yeah. what, Skip? Mm -hmm. So I, I get it. I understand it. You, you can fix it. You can regulate it to a degree. But to take that away from the students that are paying their money to support their players, again, that they may go to class with, they may have dinner with, they, who mm -hmm. knows, that they may share dorm rooms with, who knows, to take that away from them, mm -hmm. because it's really kids, it's not the adults, the older adults, so to speak. These are probably 18 to 25-year-old college students that are storming the field. Mm -hmm. Take that away from them, I think you would be doing a disservice to the sports mm. in general in college. Mm. And I think you'd be saving somebody from a disaster because we keep getting closer and closer to a disaster. So to your What would be point, a disaster to you? Somebody's going to get really hurt badly here, and it's going to be a player or it's going to be a student. And I'm surprised that students didn't get hurt because Filipowski, I thought, initiated the other day as they were running as fast as they could at him and around so him. So you can't fit. He you, body blocked you, you and then he fell into. You can't delay that, yeah. Skip? The, 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 the storming on the field or court, you can't delay it? As Kim Mulkey said, Yesterday, as we had quotes yesterday that we talked about, the co obviously the coach at LSU, you, you could put hundreds of security people around the, you know, ring around yes. the Rosie yeah. if you want to, and you can't stop it because it's just too many humans trying to spill onto the court or to take it to your sport onto the field at the end of college football games. We didn't really get into that yesterday, but that looks sometimes even more dangerous and chaotic because it looks like European soccer riots where it just looks like there's such a mass of humanity on the field, somebody's going to get trampled at some point. It's a very dangerous situation. Okay, so let's get back to this. You, you said crusty old farts or whoever they are, right? Okay, so to your point, our man Lil Wayne texted me during the show yesterday. I don't usually look at my phone. I used to, but I just don't have time the way we're doing the show right now. But I saw it just as the show ended that he had texted in the middle of the show, and, and he was pretty upset with me. And he said, your age is showing. And I'm like, my age is showing? No, 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 just for the record. I started protesting this. I started campaigning against this. At least 20, I've been on national TV for 20 years. I was on cold pizza campaigning against this. And I don't know that I had anything to do with it or maybe a little bit to do with it. But soon after I started my protest, my league where I went to college, it's called the Southeastern Conference because I went to Vanderbilt University, the doormat of the conference, you can say. But still, I don't think they ever stormed a okay. court or a field. But go okay. ahead. Okay, Thank you very much for that. But I think they did a couple. They tried a couple of times. But, <laughs> but hey, <laughs> Well, I'm about to get to that. But the point was, somewhere in that range, about 20 years ago, my league just said, you know what? This is insanity. This is lunacy, and we are going to stop it. And we're going to stop it by $100,000 fine for the first offense. How does it go after that? $250,000 for the second offense and five hundred grand for the third and offense. And that's the same season. Okay. And that's... Concurrent in the same season. Well, it, just however you just keep on keeping on the no, meter but I'm saying, runs. I'm saying 
The one, what do you say, yeah. one, two, and five? Uh-huh. Is one, that con- one, 100, 250, and five Is that concurrent through the same season? Sure. I mean, if you keep You're doing it. You're not doing it three okay, games well, okay. in a season. No, but it, it keeps on going. It, you, You're not it, doing it in a season. You it, might get one. Okay, you might get I, one I shot. If Vanderbilt, for right. instance, beat Alabama, okay. they go, that's one time in 30 years. All right. So speaking of that, my senior year at Vanderbilt, we won the Southeastern Conference in basketball. We won it. Jan Van Bredikoff and company, we won it. We went 23 and five. We beat Alabama at home when Alabama was ranked eighth and they were loaded with T.R. Dunn and Leon Douglas and we beat them at home. Did we even think about storming? No, we didn't think about storming the court. It wasn't because we're better than that. The Duke kids, you know, they, they think about storming the court too, right? But the point is that nobody in their right mind would have thought of, let's all rush onto the floor. And now it's gone so crazy that you're rushing at the, the opposing players that you have been booing the whole game, that you've been catcalling no, and taunting. You're rushing and you're, to you're, the opposite end okay, but, your but, team. but so many kids run up to the Filipowskis of the world, the villains of he the world, stuck and, in the and, middle. and get right in their face and taunt them. And I'm protecting – it's funny. You're always pro-player. And I, well, usually, true, our, yes, it is. usually our roles would be reversed on this, but I'm pro-player on this because – it's way too I, – just the dignity of the players. It, it, I, I want to save the Filipowskis from themselves because they don't deserve for a bunch of kids to run up I, in their face and scream in their face I, like, I, we got you. I understand. Really? Yeah, no, you, I understand. you got to stop that. I that that's, can, can you imagine what, how Russell Westbrook would respond to that yes, right and now? Yes, this is why I oh, say – Lord have this mercy. This is why I say, though, Skip, you certainly can regulate it absolutely to a degree. Now – it, can you get on the PA announcement right bef- right prior to the game closing and ending and say, hey, 15 seconds, you guys will be able to celebrate on the floor. Let, you know, look, will here, they honor that? Will no, they but hold on, that? Skip. Yeah. At some point, you're going to honor it. You're going to respect it. It may not happen day one mm. because you got to get used to it. It's like anything else. When you went through the TSA line, you had to get used to taking off your shoes because back in your day, it wasn't taking off the shoes. Then all of a sudden, you got to take off your shoes. Mm. Now you understand there's a delay. Mm. Everything ain't sped up. Wait, it's it, not like you're 20, you know, like yourself. Well, I'm not bashing there, there you was, for your. I'm not bashing when, when you, but. There was a day when you walked through the TSA line without getting tested true. for anything. That's right? very true. Yeah. But right. I'm saying, though, it, 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 you get used to it. Before, you used to drink. Until the game was over, the, the, the concession stands were still. When you left the stadium, the concession stands yeah, were still open. They were. They end them now at the start or the middle of the third quarter. They do. You get used to it. Yeah. So all I'm saying is there's a way to regulate it so that the fan base get used to understanding it's going to take a minute, whatever it is, three minutes, two minutes, ten seconds, whatever it is, there's a delay mm. for the players and coaches to get off the court. And at that point... Let the fans celebrate. Mm. Let them celebrate. Okay, so even Penny Hardaway, who's still pretty cool. I know he's up there in some age. Is he? Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's, yeah, a, he's, he's my age young. He's your contemporary, yeah, right? Absolutely, young. So his quote yesterday was, I understand that this has been part of college basketball forever, but now it's starting to get a little too violent because there are so many people getting caught in the middle of this. The onrush of this is staggering to me because now they're breaking with with maybe 10 seconds left, it's like 
get ready, set, go. You know, yes. like, like let, let's all just jump the gun. Yeah. Let's just run on the floor because it's pretty cool. Look, mom and dad, I'm, I'm out on the basketball court and the game's still going on. Maybe I can actually feel like I'm playing college basketball. And hundreds and hundreds of kids are rushing through, around, over the visiting team yeah. who, who is being upset by the home team. So y- you of all people know how over-emotional you get in a moment like yes. that. So you're asking for it because you, you told me that at Notre Dame you got... You oh, know, yeah, it was of, in that same drunken guy that you just I know. He, mocked. He was, he was in, in my face. face. But I kept and, it moving. I didn't... I just... Kept going. The Keyshawn I know. I was too be, tired to be, even be okay, engaged. All right. But but the Keyshawn I know, if you got up in his face enough, well, he's course. going to respond verbally. It's and if you start point. to bump into him, he's going to respond physically. And back this to is you. why I say to you again, Skip, there can be a delay. Mm-hmm. You don't have to act as though you got to get rid of it. Because you're not ever going to be, you're not going to ever be able to just get rid of it completely. Mm. You say, well, forfeit games, dock uh, uh, the school. That doesn't mm. mean anything. The school got billions. Well, I understand that. But they, least, they, they uh, got it, it actually did put a damper on SEC court storming. It wow. has. It's been good. It's, it's worked. First of all, it's not that many SEC schools yeah. that's in the top rankings yeah. all the time where you could just feel like a, a, an opponent on the road is going to pop you at home. I mean, like you, Kentucky. When I'm starting to think, what do you got? Like Kentucky, Alabama was at the top. Are you doing basketball or football? Basketball. Okay. Was well, K- Kentucky, yeah, Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah. I mean, you got a handful of them. Yeah. But they're probably not going to lose on the road on a consistent mm-hmm. basis. Is all I'm saying. You may get that once every blue moon. Yeah. And if you put something in place mm-hmm. to mitigate. That 10 second at the at the at the rope. Oh my God! I gotta go in my. Uh, all of a sudden, my head is about to explode. About oh my God! Explode. Now I'm gone. Yeah. If you put it in place over time, it will slow it down. Okay. Just like everything else. All right. So, I brought this up yesterday, and once again, I was a little ahead of my time and ahead of the curve because then I read the quote in the afternoon from Greg Byrne. He's the athletic director at Alabama. Sure, it ain't Nick Saban. Maybe he's speaking for Nick Saban. I don't know. But he said, his quote was, you have two kids run out there. No, no big deal. But when you have a sustained rush, like what happened the other day at Wake, you should lose the game. He said that will get people to stop. And that's what I told you yesterday. There's one way for sure to stop this. You just say you storm, you forfeit. It's as simple as that. Because it's just, look, just the, the mere thought of it. There's nothing cute about it. There's nothing romantic, ideal about it. Like it's part of the college experience to rush the or storm the court after a big home upset over a visiting powerhouse, right? It's, Who said? Where, where does that? Like, like I sat through those games at Vanderbilt when we won the SEC and we beat Tennessee at home. We beat Alabama at home. They were huge. So we beat Alabama by a point. But I, I love being at the game enough. I didn't need to finish it off by storming the court. What's this? That's the Tennessee football game. Okay. When they took the goalposts. All right, great. <laughs> Way to go. And goalposts can be very dangerous because they're I, so heavy. Look, you know, like and I people agree. fall off the top. I, I to agree push it over. with yeah. the danger mm-hmm. of everything that you said. Yep. There's no question about that. We we're not looking for anyone to get hurt no. in these situations. No. But you can't tell me that you cannot slow it down. You can't tell me that. I understand that. 
You got 100, maybe not even 100, 75 people around the perimeter of, for instance, on a basketball court. I understand. It feels like when hundreds you, to me when I see the onrush. No, no, I'm not talking yeah. about the, I'm talking about the security. Yeah. You oh, oh got, the security, yeah. Security yes. probably got 75 maybe, around. Maybe, maybe 100. Maybe 100. Yeah. And 100's you got, a lot. And you got three, four, five thousand 5,000 yeah. people coming with some steam. I understand that. Yeah. But if you, the PA announcer, has put this out there along with the information on your big screen, yeah. along with the tickets, hey, yeah. if this is it up, if you put that message out there yeah. enough times, mm -hmm. It will slow down. Maybe. Yeah, Bill Self said he's had circumstances where he's called timeout with 15 seconds left to tell his team, I, I need you over here. Like, yeah. like let, let's yeah. just let the – you don't even worry about playing defense or whatever. I need you to start to move over here. As the game ticks down 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I want all of you coming yeah. toward me because we got to get you out of harm's way. Yeah, okay. okay. So all there right. you go. Okay. There, right. there are ways way. yeah. to do it. The way everybody is acting, though, is to shut it down. Yes. Oh, shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down. Mm -hmm. Do you really want to do it, though? Do you really want to shut it down? I would. I, I don't see any good to it so at all. You don't I see, don't see you don't see you don't see that the students who are spending two hundred thousand dollars on their education that wants education. to be yeah, that wants fine. to be a part of this celebration. Yeah. For whatever reason, maybe it was a lifelong dream. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's the moment that they get like know. the first twenty rows at at midcourt of the stands. See, that's fine. That's enough. A lot of people, not a lot, but it's a few, which is a lot, will never experience that because their schools would never be able to beat anybody. There's a lot of them. Sure, and, you I'll know, buy it's that. just a lot of them. Yeah. So they never get a chance to experience. Okay, but the ones that do get an opportunity that sit around for. Four or five years yeah. to finally, we finally upset USC at home. Okay. Scream and yell. Go have another beer. Go back to the, the, the frat See, I house just don't, I just don't agree yeah. with that. I okay. think you have to put some things in place mm -hmm. to mitigate that situation that could occur. All right. You have to. Okay. And you also have to mitigate... And save the Filipowskis from themselves because I'm still. Well, convinced. Bill Self did a hell of a job if he's telling yeah. his team, "Hey, man, y'all yeah, come over and stand by me no, because we're going to lose this game on the road, and this is what's getting ready to happen." If he truly is doing that, yeah, then he's proactive with it. Okay. He's, he's actually getting it done. So you suggested yesterday that Filipowski just isn't athletic enough to get out of the way. <laughs> yeah, it didn't and, look like it to and, me. And by the way, <laughs> stop, you know, boo. But, but by the way, he is now in ESPN's mock. NBA draft. Yeah, that ain't, that he, doesn't he's, mean anything. He's ninth in the draft, so Tom, he's going to go top Tom Brady is 10. the greatest quarterback ever. Okay. He ain't right. athletic. But he's he's a pretty good player. He's got a nice feel for the game. I don't think he's all that. Again, I'm not saying I would draft him because those are the kind of guys who would scare me to death. But he is a skilled big man who yes. can pass it and shoot it. And he actually has he's blocking a couple shots a game, so that's pretty good. But the point on this is he looks angry to me. He he looks like he's trying to take it out on the – like he's inflicting. Well, the first – He's the first, initiating. His first reaction felt to me as he was – he saw it and he was just trying to protect himself. Yeah. The first reaction. Yeah. The, when the, that, that reaction was like, hold on. And yeah. then, for whatever reason, he started spinning around in a circle and put his yeah. head down. And I don't know how he hurt his knee or what he hurt, actually. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. I – See, right there, it just looked like he was trying to push his way that, through. That looks like a trip to me, and then a little bit of a body block, but whatever. 
this is this is where players can get just as like like your emotions yes. are spilling. That is true. Right? Because you're getting humiliated by wake at wake, and you don't like it. And God knows what they've been screaming at. Well, it, it, look, this is the same thing that happened, only it was a player with LeGarrette Blunt yeah. at Boise State when they had the whole confrontation. Take that uniform off of that player, that is a student getting into the face or saying mm -hmm. something much like the player did Absolutely. with LeGarrette Blunt. Yeah. I, I get it. I understand yeah. everything you're saying, Skip. My only pushback is you can't tell me it can't be fixed and the celebration can still go on. You cannot tell me that. We fix things every single day in sports, man. Mm. We fix it every day. Okay, so let's storm the court in an orderly manner. That's like nobody's oxymoronic. Saying, nobody's like, saying stand in the damn line. You, you can't walk onto the nobody court. Nobody is They're saying that. They're going to run onto the court pell-mell, hell So are you telling me that if the PA announcer and they put it on the big screen mm -hmm. and they flash it, and it's on your season tickets, and, and you you know, hey, if we are upset, or we upset a team, whatever, mm -hmm. Duke comes into town, yeah. there's going to be a three-minute delay to, to let the players exit. Mm -hmm. You still believe, over time, that you're going to get five, 6,000 people rushing onto the court. You don't I think don't that they would... Over time, sit back and wait because they know that this in is going to happen. In many cases, that would be treated as a dare. Like, oh, yeah, watch this. Watch oh, what we okay, do. Okay, so you're going to get, so instead of multiple people, you're going to get whatever, the yeah. 10 people that's drunk, but okay. you're not going to get thousands there, there are the a, same a bunch way. Of drunk ones. Yeah, but you're not okay. going to get thousands, Skip. All you're right. you're going to be able to be crowd controlled. What's the biggest difference between college students today and college students when you were at USC? What's What's the biggest change in their life is social media. Social media, correct? no question. So how many of those kids want to TikTok their, their court storm and get their 15 seconds of fame? Many right? of them. Yeah. But you're missing my point. Mm. It's not going to be several thousand mm. like it was at the weight game. If you make sure that you announce to the crowd, to the people, at whatever time you deal yeah. it, before the season, during the season, whatever, it's going to slow it down. It's not mm. going to be thousands. You're going to always have somebody do something, right? Yeah. What was, the, what was the, the lady for years in baseball that used to run on the field and lift her shirt up? And I, I, I once wrote a whole piece about her. Mar yeah. Mar Marla something uh, or whatever it was. Morgana, Morgana or yeah, something. Everybody knows you're not ago. supposed to jump on she the field. like the kissing bandit. Yeah, but, okay. you, but everybody yeah. knows you're not supposed to yeah. jump on the field to play. Yeah. But we see streakers all the time, it's always one person. Yep. You're going to always get one person that says, I'm doing it regardless. Yep. You're going to always get one okay. person. All I know is I know Bill Self pretty well, and I, I like him. I know he's had his issues, but I, I believe in what he says, and I think he was stepping out yesterday to make a, a big statement for the sake what of college basketball. What is he going to say? Oh, well, what are the college said, basketball coaches going to say? Oh, you know what? You could play to the crowd. You could play to your students and say, you know, we have the greatest fans in the world here. We've got the greatest oh, tradition here. He's probably, now that, 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 that so you got who's left? Uh, my man at Michigan State. Yeah, Izzo, yeah. Izzo. Mm -hmm. He's up there. Shazeski's gone. Yeah, you got Izzo, about, you got Bill Self. Yeah. My man at Villanova's yeah, gone. Yeah. They're so gone. Bill Self, is, he's, the, he's, he's, the, he's a guy, he's right? Him in between those two, those yep. are the two guys. That is true. So they're going to say the right things. Yeah. They, they are. But they're not really, that's not preaching to your crowd, though. 
That, that's... He doesn't need to preach to the crowd. Yeah. No. He doesn't need to preach to the crowd. How, well, many, how many people are going into Kansas upset in Kansas? Well, the, I, mean, no, how many, I mean, how many people? It's the other how many way times, around. About to say, yeah. How many times is Kansas going on well, the road and, to be Bill upset? Bill made the point. He, he thinks they've been court stormed more than anybody oh, over his time there. Because they, hey. If they drop in games to Texas, Texas Tech, Tech. Yeah, yeah, Texas yeah. Tech, then that's, right. you know, yeah. Texas Tech fans deserve it. All right. I'm just glad we're talking about it, if nothing else. Sorry about this, Wayne. We will reconvene. He's old, yeah. Wayne. Okay. LeBron tweets, then he deletes about Bronny? Huh, interesting. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Fall back down. LeBron James did not like it when ESPN took his son Bronny out of its 2024 mock draft and projected Bronny into the 2025 draft. LeBron posted two tweets taking issue with this, but later deleted both, which I found very interesting. First tweet said, can y'all please just let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? The work and results will ultimately do the talking no matter what he decides to do. If y'all don't know, he doesn't care what a mock draft says, he just works. Earned, not given. Second tweet said, and to all the other kids out there striving to be great, just keep your head down, blinders on, and keep grinding. These mock drafts doesn't matter one bit. I promise you, only the work matters. Let's talk real basketball, people. Keyshawn Johnson, what's your reaction to what LeBron tweeted, and why do you think he took the tweets down? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know why he took them down. You know, sometimes your emotions run high at a moment. Yep. And he's probably, I don't know, sitting in front of a television or a computer or something and saw something pop up and said, damn this. And then he said, you know what, man, let me just not buy into the nonsense. I hear you. Um, but he's right. He is right. But here's, here's the, the issue, though, that LeBron is going to always face. You're LeBron damn James. And that's Bronny damn James. Oh, and you, so you, you didn't name him after you, even though he became Bronny. He is LeBron it, it Jr. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he yeah. could have been anything. He could have just been James. <laughs> yeah, that's and true. And it was gonna all. It's gonna always be yeah. a problem for him and his family. Yeah. No matter what side it sways on, because there are people out there that feels like that feel like. Because LeBron said he wanted to play with his son several years ago, that it's the time and the place. Yep. Now, I don't necessarily know that he was upset at ESPN for taking him out of 24 Agreed. and putting him in 25. Yeah. I think he was <clears throat> up, not upset but did not like or do not like the people continuously prying to find out what his son is going to do. They're worried about him going into the NBA now. It's, 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 a, it's a whole LeBron thing. Is LeBron staying at the Lakers? It, what's going to happen to LeBron at the end of the season? Is his son going to declare for the draft? And so it just builds up. And he's probably just really sick and tired of it. And it happens. Man, look. My son, who works with me now on my podcast, mm -hmm. played high school football. He bared the same position, the same name, the same number, all of those things. He, people wanted to know. 
Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. That's just what, that's how people are. And how was he? He was that? a good yeah. player, but he didn't want to play sports. Yeah. He didn't. Okay. He wanted to live his own life, which fine. is fine. Yeah. Which is hundred percent. I don't yeah. give a damn what you do, long as you do right. Yep. In the end, do, do you think he felt pressure to live up to you? Oh, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. You, but not only up to me, but also up to my nephew who came after oh, me. Goody. So now you following, and this isn't a distant nephew that lives in Texas. This is a nephew that he grew up in the same household with. You're talking about Michael Thomas. So you feel that pressure. Mm -hmm. And LeBron feels the stress and the pressure of people wanting to see his son and and, and feel what his son is going to be like. You got all these mock, mock, see, you almost made me cuss. Mm. But a mock draft doesn't mean anything. Nobody give a damn about a mock draft skip. I mean, people do read them, and they, they it give It means yeah. nothing. No, it doesn't As LeBron anything. says, listen to people that know basketball. Yeah. Listen to people that know football. They're only, Not taking away your you have journalism with, skills, no, you skip. you have to take them with grains of salt, but they're grains fun of, to read. Grains because of you salt. Think, oh, you really you take them with grains yeah. of salt okay. because as you've covered this thing for a thousand years, yeah. you've seen somebody rank number one. And by the time they get drafted, they're 88th. Mm. That's what happens. So LeBron is getting sick and tired of people saying whether his son is going to be good or his son is not going to be good. Mm. Is his son coming out or is he staying another year? As I said to you, I joined this show in September, I think it was, Mm -hmm. of 2023. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, the Lakers had just beaten Golden State. I was sitting with LeBron at dinner having a conversation with him. And we started talking. His son had just declared to go to USC, and we were talking about This was during the playoffs. This was during the playoffs. And we was having a conversation, and we was just talking about we don't know what we're going to do is what his words was to me. Mm -hmm. I have no idea if he's going to stay one year, two years, three years, four years. I don't know, Key. Mm. This is what he was really saying. He didn't know. So I take that and run with it because Mm -hmm. I'm getting it from him. They don't know what they're going to do. Everybody else is trying to speak for this man and his family. And that's dead ass wrong. Mm. It's just wrong. It's wrong as all outdoors. And I don't mind him saying what he's saying. I do know one thing, though, in the end. He will play professional basketball. Now, whether that professional basketball is the NBA or overseas, he's going to play professional basketball Mm. because he loves the game. I'm betting that it's probably in the NBA, but professional basketball to be safe. Yeah. To be safe. I'm with you. I like everything you just said, which is why I'm going to tread softly on this because I have the utmost respect for how much he loves this kid, all his kids, but obviously this one, his namesake, because this one does have basketball skill. I, I really liked him in the McDonald's game. That's the last time I got to see him on a stage where, where he rose and shone. And remember, he did have a heart issue, and I don't know the seriousness of it, but it slowed him down. It, he got a little bit of a late start this year, his first college year with your school, USC. And he's averaging 6'3-3", three, and three, not exactly eye-popping numbers for a team that's struggling, right? But, but okay. uh, I don't mean to get, jump in on yeah. you, Skip. That means nothing again. Okay. It does because how? how it does not mean anything. I'm with okay, you okay, because okay. how many times do we see kids go in the draft where, well, heck, let's go back to Michael Jordan. You know, like what's the old line? There's only one man that could stop Michael Jordan when he was in college and it was Dean Smith who coached him, you know, and you, 
I never saw what that Jordan the, at North Carolina. On the flip side, yeah. what was the player of the year from a couple years ago at Iowa? Gergonzaga, Ger Ger what yeah. was his name? Something, yeah. the big Garza, Luke Garza, the big yeah. center. Mm -hmm. How did that work out? Where is he now? Well, how did that work out? Yeah. And he was the reigning, oh, yeah. Naismith, all the whole, how right. did that work out? Right. And That's all these, I'm saying. Some of these kids get drafted out of G League Ignite, and I don't even know who they are, and I look at their numbers. Well, that's not very impressive. And then I say, whoa, he can yes. play. Westbrook oh. was not impressive no. oh, hey, there's, there's the classic, classic. But guess what? I he did on his not way to the see Hall that of Fame. Coming. I did not see that coming, but Sam Presti did see that coming. Way to go. All right. So the problem here is it's this double-edged sword of LeBron is so proud of Bronny and he wants to defend Bronny, but, but he when should, he, it's wait, his son. I know, but when he over-defends him, it puts too much pressure on Bronny. So I think he took the tweets down because he's like, God, I gotta, I overreacted here. I should just leave it alone because I'm drawing even more attention to something that doesn't need but to I be. But I don't necessarily even know, Skip, uh, yeah. what he was responding to. Well, just, For all I, we I, know... I assume he's responding to they took Bronny out of 2024, and now they're projecting him in a year from now. Yeah, but but is he responding to some negative, mean tweet-type things? No, what What is he responding know. to? Because I don't know. Right. Yeah. But whatever he's well, responding to... that would be to, enough that they just yanked your son out of this draft when... Nah, I don't remember, think he... I don't, remember, but they didn't... See, you keep saying they yanked him out. Well, they did. They just took but, him out. They, they just said, no, he's not going to be part of this draft. Well, who says he's not? Exactly. I, I, I so think he will be. that wouldn't be enough, in my opinion, to make LeBron James be upset. LeBron no, is upset is... at people talking about his son's yeah. draft position, right. not the fact that they're projecting him in one year to the next. That's the way I look at it. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. I have no idea. Right. But here's the issue. It was just two, three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. LeBron got upset with some question during a post-game media session, and he was talking about his son. He said, I I'm paraphrasing the quote. I should have looked it up. But it was like, okay. I guarantee you he can play in this league. I think the quote was, he could play in this league and start in this league right now. That's what LeBron said. He was said. saying that he's better than some of the guys That's that what played. he said. And look, here's what I would mm -hmm. say to you about that. Yep. The NBA drafts on potential. That's what they draft on. Sure. They draft on potential. Does he have the potential to be a starter in the NBA? I'm not a scout in the NBA. But I would think that his ability could transfer to some degree in the NBA and do things that they would ask him to do. Absolutely. What does that mean? Does he have to play the point guard and be Chris Paul? Or could he be a defender mm -hmm. that has the ability to slide and get up in people's no. Guts. Could he be a, 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 a deadly three-point shooter? He has some ability to do something. No, he does. Something. Yeah. I don't know you what know that what something has, is, though. He just knows how to play basketball because I'm he sure. had the greatest teacher you could ever I'm have. I'm sure, but if his daddy is saying that he could play in the NBA, mm -hmm. there's a chance his daddy is right. Yeah, I know. Because my son could have played yeah. on Sundays if he dedicated himself okay. to it, right. but that wasn't his deal. He didn't want to do it. But sometimes it's very hard for fathers to be objective about something. Oh, I'm extremely objective okay. about everything. All right. All right. I have no issue to tell okay. you at all. There's all a right. lot that he needed to work on. Okay, but here's the problem. When LeBron makes a statement two, three weeks ago about he could play right now and be better than a lot of people playing in this league, and then... He's in the league, though, the, the, Skip. He's okay. seeing it. I know, He's but then, against then it. for him to tweet, can y'all please just let the kid be a kid and enjoy college basketball? Okay, I get it, but LeBron, the problem is... 
we've all everybody's leaped to the conclusion next year he's going to be probably starting for an NBA team. But they're leaping that yeah. they're leaping to that conclusion based on his dad saying he wanted sure. to play with his son. Oh, and now all of a sudden his clock is ticking to the yeah. back end. So people assume that he's going to speed up the process for his son. And as I said to you before. I had a conversation. You can't just assume that that's what's going to happen. Mm. You can't assume that it's sped up on top of his medical condition that have slowed him down. Agreed. I don't care what anybody says, even without me knowing. You can't tell me that this thing, whatever it is, is in the back of this kid's mind Absolutely. when he's out on the court. Agreed. At any point in time. At any point. You can't. You can't how are you going to erase that? Can't. You can't. Agreed. So... I'm, I'm with LeBron 100%. Leave his damn son alone, man. Just let him play and see how it goes and oh, where but, it goes. But you can't just leave him alone because we're watching closely because of his father. And because of the projection, his father might leave. We're going to talk about his father in just a minute about the long-term you deal with the Lakers. You always talk about his father. That's all okay? you do. Okay, but the, well, he's, he's the face of professional basketball. But you so, talk about him just yeah? because. I, okay. I think you... Think about him at night before you go to I bed. I do not think about him. You mean because I tell the truth about him? Is that what you're talking about? I don't have dinner with him, if that's what you're suggesting. Is that what you're talking about? I, I, maybe I'm objective and somebody across from me is not objective. I'm very objective. I'll tell you the minute yeah. he can't shoot threes, I ain't okay. got no problem with it. Okay. How about free throws? Can't shoot free throws no, either. He's not no, good. he's not good, he's but we all know that. Okay. It's the obvious, Skip. Oh, is it? It's obvious. Okay. So isn't it odd to you that the greatest score in the history of basketball <laughs> Can't shoot threes and can't shoot He's the greatest scorer in the history of basketball because he scored a lot of points in a short period of time and he has longevity. Okay. That's why he's the greatest right. scorer in basketball. Okay, so back to the issue at hand. Why do you think he took the tweets down? I think he overreacted yeah, and he it, said to himself, you know what, I'm just bringing too much attention to something that doesn't deserve any attention. I'm taking the you, tweets down. You may, you may be right as far as some of that that you just said. Hmm. Again, I think he was reacting. Mm. He saw something that somebody either said, because it ain't about moving from 24 to 25. That, that's not it in the mock draft. Somebody oh, says something to him. his son. That's no, it's shot. not. Yeah, it is. It's not. They said he doesn't even qualify for next year. They're, they're saying to you, he's not even good enough right now to be Ooh. drafted. No, they're saying that, hey, he may not want to come out this year. So let's project him to 25. Okay. That's what but, they're but saying. But the problem is the clock is ticking on his father playing with him because but his father's I not going to play forever. I literally just said yeah. to you, that's the problem. Yeah. You assume that the clock is ticking on LeBron because he's getting on the other side. So you think he's getting ready to speed it up. And so you assume he's going to speed it up. So you take this position as... He's going to force his son to come out of college so he can play with him, but he's not ready. I, I didn't say that, but no. I, I think he, he You didn't like, say it, but, but you're said, assuming it. But he said many times he'd like to play with him as soon as next year. Yeah, but his son, I mean, his dad isn't leaving tomorrow. No. His dad is, in fact, getting ready to sign an extension with the Lakers, potentially, in the future that okay. gives him a runway. All right. Does that mean the Lakers would go out of their way to make sure Bronny is a Laker? Wherever, sure. he, go, wherever yeah. he goes, that okay. team is going to make sure. Yeah. If it's the Pelicans, he's going to be a Pelican. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. I'm on board full nepotism. Mm. If LeBron wants to buy the damn team in Vegas and put his son on it, so be it. Mm. 
If Doc Rivers want to give his son Austin Rivers a, a boatload of cash, so be it. I'm all with it. Yeah. One thousand percent. Okay, but Austin <clears throat> stood up to the pressure. I, I understand, but people tried to knock Doc for taking care of his son. Yep. But everybody else could take care of their family all in these buildings and stuff. But okay. as soon as somebody in the sport world do it, all it's right. a problem. Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, I know okay. it's fair. Don't all right, we got to change the subject and talk National Football League because there was news yesterday because there was no news. A running back rampage on the market may not be very good for running backs. No mercy, no mercy. And now it's your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Jared Keyshawn getting ready for fans who storm the field. <laughs> That's Gerard Butler. No, I'm not. I'm this not doing is that, where man. we hold them. Yeah. Skip think I would go nuts on fans. On. I wouldn't, man. You would. Ah. All right, second tweet from Eric Jamel. Being from North Carolina, I know all too well how Duke be tripping. And now we want to change the rules because of them? Shake my head. I'm, with, I'm, I'm 100% with Eric, though. That's what I've been saying. No, we talked about Grayson yeah, Allen yesterday. Grayson Allen. And who's actually turned into a pretty good NBA player. All of a sudden. He was, uh, all of a sudden, Duke says we need to change. Krzyzewski ain't coaching there no more. If Mike was there still, then I'd say, okay, I can uh, go with that. But Bill Self said, let's change. Penny Hardaway said, let's change. Not just Duke. All right. Third tweet's from Rob Crabtree. Waiting for Vandy to do anything worth or worthy of storming a court or a field. <laughs> Hashtag doormat of SEC. When I went there, I brought winning with me because my senior year, we won the Southeastern Conference in Basketball. But I still didn't storm we the court. We were 23 kids. and 5. But you still so, didn't storm okay, the But court. we did something worthy. And by the way, last few years, we've won a couple of Is national championships what? in baseball. National championships. Well, why are Is you, that worthy of storming the baseball field? But well, we don't storm the why, baseball field. Why are you attached to so yeah. many teams and programs huh. that hadn't won anything in so long? Well, such as? Oh, Dallas. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Okay. San Antonio, yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma. I could go on and on and on Oklahoma's about your been, fandom with these teams. Oklahoma had been won anything. The, the Final Four several times recently, made it to the semifinal. Yeah. They've been in the Final yeah. Four and the semifinal yeah. a few times. Yeah. We almost had three straight Heisman winners. We had a second place in Jalen. So now we're going with accolades and Heisman. Okay. Stop. I don't know. We had a Heisman last year. We ain't won nothing, Skip, at USC. How about the long, dormant Trojan program? I just said, we haven't won anything. But I'm not sitting up here talking about, whoa, we were in this and we were in that. Stop. Well, but Vanderbilt, doormat, not in baseball. No, they got a good baseball program. Great baseball program. All right, back to the National Football League. What a day for NFL running backs. You can argue a dark day. It looks like neither Saquon Barkley, nor Josh Jacobs, nor Tony Pollard will get franchise tagged, though their current teams obviously could still make a deal with them. But they can now hit the open market, a market that will be all-time flooded 
with good to very good running backs. Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon, Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, Ezekiel Elliott, our old blast from the past, Zeke. And, of course, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from Kansas City. Man, DeAndre Swift. List. I, I said him. I said no, I'm just saying yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going over it? Fidel Patterson. There's a bunch of dudes. Whew. So, Keyshawn, what the heck's going on here? I mean, it, it's been this way for a minute now. The league yep. just really doesn't value the position the same way it did when Walter Payton played. Yep. It's, it's a different... But remember, just a year ago, those first three that I named, they did get tagged. They got and, tagged. And they were getting their 12 to 14 million. They got yeah. tagged, but <clears throat> when you look at the numbers, yeah. statistically, okay, you talk about the, 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 the guys that got tagged. Tony Pollard, how did that work out for the Cowboys? Saquon Barkley... How did that work out for the Giants? He did make his second Pro Bowl, but it didn't get them anything. It didn't take them anywhere. Again, you know how I feel about that. I understand. And we talk about Josh Jacobs. You know, he played well, but he was in and out of the lineup, injured, whatever. I know AP wants to try to get it done with him because he really likes him and he wants the running game to go through him. But it's also a passing game mentality with these offensive coordinators. They're looking for... Three down backs, not two down backs. They're looking for guys to detach from the formation, like a Saquon Barkley. Well, all of a sudden, I now could turn him into a wide receiver mm. if I need to. So now it, 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 deploying him from to the line of scrimmage out wide, it now tells my quarterback, okay, what coverage is it? The zone is it yeah. meant? There's all sorts of things mm-hmm. to think about of why they devalue the position at running back. Although, toward the end of the season, Christian McCaffrey was – in the MVP conversation, because that's the way he was playing, and people wanted to put him in the MVP conversation. Yes, they did. And they wanted him to try to win the MVP yep. or whatnot. So it, he led in rushing yards and in total And it, and it kicked up the value yep. of the running back position just a tick. But he didn't win it. He probably got two or three votes, if I can remember. I don't even think he got a first-place vote. Mm. So now that you look at it, you say to yourself, would you take these guys – and give them the franchise tag at 13, 14 million. Josh Jacobs, because his money was guaranteed last year, a little bit more mm-hmm. money was guaranteed on his tag. His tag number is higher than the other guys. His tag number would be about 14.1 million, where the other guys are about 12.1 12. 12. million mm-hmm. because of that extra guaranteed money that he yep. has in, had in his contract. But you would think, I think, and I, and I hate talking like this because I want all my, all my partners to get their money. But I feel like I can get 1,000 yards by committee if I needed to. I can, get, I can get two running backs to give me what I'm looking for. We've seen it. And, and that's yeah. the problem yeah. that you have. Unless you are, have a mentality that says, I'm Vrabel, I like Derrick Henry, we're going to run the football with him 30 times a game. Because the running back touches the football and what I mean touches the football, the third most on a team, and here's what I mean by that, the center touches it, oh. it goes to the quarterback, yeah, okay. and then the running back. And that's it. But the center doesn't get tackled. But the center <laughs> has other responsibilities to get tackled. Yeah. The running back, on the other hand, if you're not utilizing him at the same rate that you pay him, you almost can get anybody to do that job, which is pass protection, and that's pretty much it if he can't catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. That's why I value Jacobs and I value Saquon Barkley yeah. 
And if Tony Pollard gets healthy, I value him. Austin Eckler is a good back, but I'm not paying Austin Eckler $14.5 million. I'm sorry, I'm just not. Because I can get what Austin Eckler gives me from any of these dudes, and I don't have to pay that type of money. But Saquon Barkley, for whatever reason, for my liking and my taste buds, it's pretty damn good, Skip. It's pretty good when he's healthy. Mm. He's a, you know, I understand if you didn't do well against Dallas, you ain't good. I get it. That's your whole premise. If you didn't do well against Dallas, you're not good. You're not good. Well, and if you did well against Dallas, you're the best ever. He's 0-10 against Dallas in his I, I, That's why I said okay. that. Because I know your mindset and the way you think. Yeah, we talked about it yesterday. So you know my ammo on this. <laughs> but I, I, this is the reason why, though. They don't value the position. Okay, they don't. And I blame Kyle Shanahan in San Francisco, and I blame that assembly line that Lamar Jackson has made possible in Baltimore because you can just plug and play and plug and play, and it's another one, it's another one, and it's another one. But why do you blame Kyle? Because he's so good at running the football. He, He gets it. He and his father have creative ways to move people, blocking schemes, misdirection, motion. What do you mean, how? That they, he just produced again. You got to give. They got Christian McCaffrey. I know, but you. Christian McCaffrey you know was producing what they were that doing Stafford. Mostert and and. You act like, like Mostert is chopped liver. No, but they had an assembly that they've been plugging and playing backs there and rushing like crazy. All they've been of those, at the top of the league. All of those backs can play yeah. those. Okay. Yeah. But the, and but then again, you say his just, dad at uh, Denver. Yeah. It, it almost made me cuss. Yeah. His dad didn't win anything till he got Terrell Davis. Out of the sixth round. And then when Terrell Davis got hurt, Mm -hmm. then when Terrell Davis got hurt, it Mm -hmm. didn't look so good. No. So they're blocking skin. I understand we always give them credit on the zone blocking and they do this and that because the the league looks at what they're doing and they just say, oh, so there's another guy. And then there's another guy. And then there's that guy. And now the four string backs getting 100 yards and you're saying, huh. But those why, backs, why would we spend $14 million when we can spend 400000 But what you know? they ain't spending 400000 no. on Christian McCaffrey. No. Uh-uh. And eventually they're going to so, redo his deal. Yeah, but look at Christian McCaffrey. I'm, I'm just looking at, you're talking about touching the football. Yeah. Okay, these are overall career touches because obviously they catch it and run with it also. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And most of these times, unless they score a touchdown, they're going to get tackled. And sometimes when they're scoring a touchdown, they're getting tackled. So they are taking hits yes, on their body. Absolutely. Okay, so Saquon, remember he missed sort of most of a year with an ACL tear in 2020. Yes. But he has, let's say, 1,500 touches, total touches. McCaffrey's already at 1,800, and, and they're the same age. They're both 27 years of age. McCaffrey's played one more year. But, man, 1,800 touches is a lot. And then we go up to the 30-year-old Derrick Henry. He's over 2,000 touches. Now, most of his are just rush touches, but he's 2,030 touches of the football. Keyshawn, you know and I know you have only so many hits in one human well, Derrick body. Derrick Henry's in a different He's in a different aisle than them because he's 30 years old. Plus, and he's a he's a battering ram. It's a different situation. It's a a different situation. Being, yeah, it's a different situation. Yeah, I would almost bet on him longer term to have a couple of good years. Listen, then who? Then Christian McCaffrey. He runs so hard every play. He gives you every last ounce. The reason I was a little afraid of him coming into pro football at Stanford, he just stayed hurt because he ran so hard. He has. No, con- you know, he, he does not have any uh, safety valve on his body. He, di- he doesn't try to protect at all. I came up through he's this business. He's with- been pretty healthy in San Francisco. He has been pretty healthy. 
I think he does a good job. He has people working on him, and I think he knows how to eat, how to train, yeah. how to get the massages. I, I spent all those years around Emmett Smith, and he would astound me because, as North Turner used to tell me, he had the greatest quickness in a confined space he'd ever seen. Emmett was hard to hit. Yeah. Emmett at 5'9", could duck and dart behind those elephantine offensive linemen they had. That was a great offensive line, especially the, the, in the Super Bowl years. And but Emmett was different. He, Michael even hey, said that, that when, when they had other running backs back there with that but same but offensive they, line, they, they, it didn't look see the same. It, I know, but you see it, and, and it's, it, it's you, you can't get a shot on him. No, I, I didn't see clean shots on him. Most running backs, even Christian McCaffrey, he will put himself in dangerous situations to get the extra yard or two. At some point, Christian's going to have to say, I got to be smarter. I got to be a little smarter. I'm not going to last much longer because those kind of hits for first downs take tolls on your body. And Emmett never took tolls. But but how many years? But see, because I played football and. I look at it differently than probably guys that didn't go and get hit in train wrecks. How many years are you expecting from a running back, though? What are you expecting when you well, draft a guy? What you want him to play, there, 15 there was, years? There was only one, Emmett Smith. That's what I'm yeah, saying. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. you're not, when you're drafting guys or you're signing guys, you're not signing or drafting them to play 10 years mm-hmm. at, that posi- at any position. Yeah. It's basically year to year. Yeah. Even though you give them multi-year contracts, you're not signing a guy to play 15 years. That's us in the media. That's the fans. Oh, we're going to have him for 15. No, you're not. Yeah. That Tom Brady, that Peyton Manning stuff, man, that, that playing 30 years, it doesn't happen like that. Yeah. It just doesn't. And yet Jerry Jones went to war, contractual war, with Emmett Smith after, let's see, 90, 91, 92. So that's three years. After three years, and remember, Emmett held out the first two games of yeah, 1993. Yeah, went 0-2. And 0-2 at home. Charles Haley even had a meltdown. He had a meltdown and threw his helmet <laughs> literally through the locker room wall. Made a <laughs> At Jerry, right? Um, Jerry had just walked in. Yeah, yeah, he didn't yeah. throw it at him, but he threw it at the wall because of Jerry. And he hoped that would prompt Jerry, which it which did. Which it did. Yeah, it did. Sure, I'll sign right now. Okay. And then here comes Emmett back, and all he did was win MVP that year. And all he was was Super Bowl MVP, and they got it back together in time to go but win. But that was an era where they valued the running back. Yeah, but Jerry's still afraid, how much, you know, how far can I go with this? <clears throat> there was still that old saw, that old bromide out there in the NFL in those days, like early 90s. Running backs last 2.3 years. That's the shelf life of an NFL running back, okay? And, it, it, and it, has a, it has a shorter shelf life, but all positions have yeah. shelf lives, okay? You can look at my position. Oh, yeah. and, and, and people think because a person is playing and he has a uniform on, He's not producing at the same rate in his 10th well, year that he was in his fifth year. Yeah, but it there just, are always these freaks, freaks of nature. Yeah, but there's outliers only, but there's like only, Jerry Rice. There's only say, a Jerry and a Larry Fitzgerald. There's only a yeah. handful of them. Yeah, Tim Brown. Every now and then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's the, the reality of it. Everybody, again, is not going to be Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. At some point, the candle starts to go down. Yeah. The wax gets to the bottom of the glass. Man. It's just the reality of it. <clears throat> You wouldn't want to be one of those top running backs on the market right now because, hey, teams can just say, oh, you want that much? Well, I'll, I'll just take Austin Eckler. You know, I'll, I, that's what they're going to say. 
Well, it depends on who. Yeah. I See, like for me, you're right. I was saying this to, to Nick as we were having this mm -hmm. conversation. It wouldn't shock me if some weird reason the Chargers say to Austin Eckler, bye-bye, Saquon Barkley, come over here with us. Maybe. It, would, it wouldn't shock me yeah. if that was the case. It, it all depends on what that person It wouldn't shock me if Jerry Jones got Austin Eckler on a cheap deal. And that yeah. may be, and yeah. that may fit good for them. It might. You know, it, it just might. all depends on what you're looking at. But again, in the running back position in that space, I'm not looking for him to play 10 years anyway. Yeah. I'm only looking for him to play a short amount of time. Yeah. You look at the Ezekiel Elliott deal and say, why would he give it? That deal wasn't supposed to go 10 years. That deal went where it was supposed to go. Yeah. He got out of him what they were supposed to get out of him, and that's why they paid him. Well, even Kansas City, they spent a fairly high pick on Edward Solaire, and now they're just saying, we found Pacheco, we stole him later in the draft, yeah. and we're good. And three years yeah. from now, they'll they find go. somebody they else. They will. They will. So what happens. Yeah, and I told you, they're, <laughs> those sleepers in the draft, according to USA Today, the top three were running backs. Somebody will just gobble them up, second round, third round, fourth round, whatever, and they're much But I'm still cheaper. taking Saquon Barkley and yeah. Josh Jacobs. I don't okay. give a damn what nobody right. tells me. You can have Saquon, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. Okay, we got to talk about this. The story of the night. How did the refs miss that call against the Knicks? Huh? Blind. Yeah. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. What a controversy at Madison Square Garden. An obvious missed call with 8.5 seconds left last night. Cost the Disney Pistons the game as the Knicks escaped 113 to 111. Detroit coach Monty Williams called it the absolute worst call of the season. Crew chief James Williams, who was standing right on top of the play, admitted in a post-game pool report that a foul should have been called as Dante DiVincenzo crashed into the legs of Asar Thompson in the midst of a helter-skelter late sequence that ended up with an and-one for Josh Hart that gave the Knicks the lead. Okay, Keyshawn, your reaction to all of the above? I don't understand how... First of all, it's crazy because I don't. It's right there in front of you. But plus, it was probably like three or four fouls that could have been called on there that were. single I possession. Yeah, it was all over the place. Mm -hmm. But the one egregious one, right there on the side, you're standing right there. Like I'm standing, I'm looking at this come over, and I'm watching a dude undercut another guy. And am I blind? Like Ray Charles, Stevie Wonder could have saw that. Real talk. I mean, like, come on. Like, and so later on, obviously, to admit, oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> well, really? It's right there in front of your face. But obviously, the officiating in the NBA right now is pretty crazy because you see these sort of things continue to happen. Two you weeks do. ago, the same team in the New York Knicks, when you think about Bronson against mm -hmm. the Houston Rockets at the end of the game, he jumps into the, the shooter mm -hmm. and he doesn't touch him. And they called a foul. I was watching. Yep, they did. And then they had to, they have to retract at the end of the game, come out and say, well, we yep. made a mistake. So this is what you're dealing with. They've got to fix this in the NBA in the last minute or so in the game. I don't know, like the NFL, right? The last minute or so, because when you're without the challenges, as a coach, you can't challenge that. You can't. No. So, you know, I guess... That's the way they're looking at it. And remember, that final sequence continued on, so there was no dead ball. There was no dead like ball. Like, it didn't go out of bounds. No. It kept going, so you can't say, let's stop down and take a quick look at this 
and the Knicks got an and one fairly quickly. Yes. So you're going to cancel that out? You're going to take that away from the Knicks? And what they should do, though, Skip, is about the minute, two-minute mark or whatever, they should be allowed to kind of review the situation like the NFL. They should really put that rule intact. But they do, unless it's a continuation play, and it's hard. Like, do you go backward in time? They'll they'll go backward on a two versus a three and say, oh, well. Yeah, like later on down the line, of course they will. Okay, but if you go backward and review this and say, oh, we screwed up, like I say, are you going to take away the Josh Hart and one from the Knicks? It's hard, man, it, because the action continued. Yeah, but that that's such an egregious, blown call. It, it was. Like, how, how could you not see that, though? No, I don't know. So I've been he trying to watch it now. I'm trying to it give, was football. I'm trying to give James Williams a, a break, and I thought, well, is it possible that, that DiVincenzo got there before it, it, it doesn't it, matter at, if you know, he got there after, before. He ran into him with his head down. Know, but is it possible that Asar Thompson ran more into DiVincenzo no. than vice versa? No, DiVincenzo yeah. is, is diving to the ground. Yeah. He's diving. See, he's diving to the ground. He's going down as if it's a football tackle yeah. on the side of his leg. Yeah. I, I don't want to even begin to argue it because I, I'm going on my first gut feeling. The first time I saw it, I thought, how could you miss that call? And James Williams, as you say, he's the crew chief standing he's on top He's the most of it. experienced yeah. guy in this crew he is. in the game. Yeah. So, and you stand it, Skip, he's right there looking at it like this. I, I, I don't know what else to make of it. Okay. Is it because you get swept up in the Madison Square Garden crowd going crazy? Is it, and you don't want to, to blow your whistle against the home team in, in at Madison Square Garden? But that's not their job, though. Yeah, the job is not to get swept up in the crowd and I worrying understand. about what stadium but they I are in. still human. You know? Okay, so what do you, yeah. what do you think? So you're going to get attacked? You're going to get threatened after the game? Probably I'm sure get, they're getting threatened yeah, a lot. Yeah, they're they're officials. Yeah. There are fans out there that are crazy. Yeah, but, but you can't <laughs> but let even that. Even Knicks fans, they're some of the smartest basketball fans and the most educated, knowledgeable basketball fans. I think even Knicks fans would agree, oh, that was a foul. Yeah, but you, can't, you cannot, as a, as a referee, you can't get swept up in the allure of no. MSG, which I don't think is that great anyway, but that's whole that's something else. That's a whole nother that's issue. That's a whole nother okay. conversation. That whole last sequence was chaotic. Chaotic. As chaotic as I've that's seen. That's why I said it should have been at least three to four calls in that. And because of that, it felt like James Williams got overwhelmed by the moment. Maybe he's thinking about, ooh, did we miss that one? And all of a sudden there's one that happens even more egregiously right under his nose. And he chokes. He just doesn't blow the whistle. How many times in the NBA have you seen guys collide and the whistle not be blown? Not very many. Not very many. Not very many. Not that. That doesn't – there's no excuse for the mistake that was made. So I used to argue for years with Jerry Jones, who would argue back to me about referees that – now I'm talking to NFL – that – as he said, human frailty is part of our sport. Yes. And, and he thinks that human frailty among referees in the NFL helps sell the sport because we talk about it. We talk about the blown calls. And it makes it you Jerry know, like sell everything. controversy sells. And he's saying, why should we try to eliminate human frailty from our game? Because it's always been part of it. 
Let's just live with it. And that, those are the days we were arguing for. Let's let's have full time referees that, that we don't need lawyers and dentists and doctors who come in for Saturday and Sunday and get ready for the game that have full time jobs, school teachers, wherever they're from different parts of the country. Let's have full time up-to-date, educated referees in the National Football League. Well, they don't want to pay the freight for that because that's a whole lot more money than they're paying for the referees now. And they stuck right by their guns, and every, every Sunday there's some blown call that we talk about on Monday. And Jerry's point is that sells our sport. And to me, it damages the credibility of your sport. It, it, it's not selling the NBA. This is, okay. This is, to me, when I just look at, even though it's not the same magnitude of the game, this is the, the Minnesota uh, Saints. Was it Minnesota Saints or was it Rams Saints? Rams Saints was, Ram, the, was in the NFC Championship. But that was a collision. Was that was the, was yeah, Ram, Ram Saints. Yeah. This is similar to the Rams Saints yeah. thing for me. I'm standing right there. Yeah. How could you not, How could you not? see it? Yeah, I don't know. It's not... When referees in football, although they're taught to look at something specific to them, there's a lot that's flashing and going on, so they're still kind of looking around. He's looking down at the sideline yep. to make sure that the ball doesn't go out of bounds or if somebody's foot touching the ball doesn't Absolutely. go out of bounds. Yeah. You see the collision. You do. You fail to make the call. This is why in their post game. They came out and said, well, we made a bad deal. We made a mistake. Yeah. Pass interference in your sport is very difficult to call on the fly in the heat of the moment. It's just a hard call. Well, it depends on what what type of pass interference. Pass interference is many different ways. Mm -hmm. Pass interference can be restricting my movement. Pass interference can be uh, Super Bowl, Philadelphia grabbing uh, Juju Mm Smith-Schuster by the back of the jersey when he comes out of the route. Mm -hmm. It's different. Pass interference can be the Saints-Rams game when you just clock the dude in front of millions of people watching and you're standing right there and you didn't see it. What was you looking at? And that's kind of this right here. I'm standing there and I'm watching. I'm watching. I'm, I'm like, he's literally on top of the play right in front of him. How could you not see it? You know what? He just went blind for a second. He just choked. It happens, right? No, you, it does not happen, okay. though, Skip. All right. Now, now it, question, it makes me question what you really do it. Well, what, you, what, what are you really doing now, now? Now you're touching upon. I ain't touching up on nothing. I'm yeah, just saying but, what but you're really this doing. Is the what are you worst, really? Worst nightmare. What are you really doing? Now you are threatening the credibility of the refereeing, right? You were well, you had issues were, before. Mm, did you? You didn't have issues before. So yeah. now what, what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm standing here and I'm watching it. You say, well, maybe it's, maybe it's to keep people interested in the game because we're talking about, well, Monty yeah. Williams, the head coach, of Detroit wasn't interested in that. Mm-mm. That's not something that he's interested in is keeping people tuned in because the referees screwed no. up a game. No. He's trying to win. Yeah. He's trying to survive is what he's or, trying or, to do. Or trying to survive. Yeah. They're on a six-game losing streak. Yeah. They had a 20-something game losing streak earlier in the year. And just the game before, they had another bad call go against them. So enough was enough for him. So he walked into the postgame last night and made his statement and said, I've seen enough, I've had enough, and he walked out without taking a question. And I don't have any problem with that at all because he, he's been on the wrong end of way too much this year. They, they should have called a loose ball foul on DiVincenzo yeah. for sure. Yeah. 
For sure, but they decided not yeah, to. And there was another call ahead of that that you said could have been called. Could have been called, yeah. It was a couple of them, but it could have falls, but for whatever reason, they didn't do it. So I don't know what else to say. <clears throat> and then it culminates with Josh Hart getting in hand one, where they're down one, and all of a sudden, he gets to go to the free and throw one, line. And they're up by two now. Yeah, and they're up by two, and they win by two. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay, so it was the worst case scenario for James Williams and for the National Basketball Association. So maybe they'll, maybe he won't be the head of the crew no more. He, well, you know what? That could happen. That will not look good on his record. I would agree. All right, we got to talk about a player Keyshawn knows all too well. His name is Caleb Williams. Is he going to be all-time great or an all-time risk? That's next. Some draft analysts are ranking Caleb Williams as an all-time great prospect, while I've also seen significant negativity about him. Now, reportedly, the Bears are preparing to trade Justin Fields. So, Keyshawn, you watch Caleb Williams pretty closely for two seasons while he played for your school. You spent some time with and around him. Should Caleb Williams go number one overall? Okay, that's not the question you should be asking me. Mm. The question you should be asking me is, should the Chicago Bears move on from Justin Fields and draft Caleb Williams? Okay. Right? All right. Well, that's the inference. That's the suggestion, although they could trade the number one pick, too. That, 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 you know? So... If you would have phrased it to me that way, I'd right. have a... Well, you should answer whatever question you feel like answering. <laughs> no, okay. because, but I got to... I'm trying to dance around it a All certain right. way. Okay. I don't think that the Bears should trade Justin Fields. You're on record with that. Okay, I mm -hmm. think that Justin Fields should still be a Chicago Bear. Chicago Bears should draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and go get a tackle with their second pick and build their roster. That's what I think. But I'm not Ryan Poles. Now, let's assume that they do trade Justin Fields. Now, should Caleb Williams be the number one overall pick? I don't know that he should be the number one overall pick because I don't know if he's better than Jaden Daniels from LSU. That's the question. By way of mm -hmm. Arizona State mm -hmm. and Herm Edwards and that group. Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I don't doubt that Drake May will get in this conversation at some point, depending on how he throws this week at the Combine, because he's going to the Combine, and those other two you mentioned are not going to participate at the Combine. So we don't know if Drake may. Mm -hmm. So these things, as I said before, really start right now in mm -hmm. the evaluation process. The evaluation doesn't start during the season. The evaluation process starts when the season is over for the NFL, not for college football, mm -hmm. for the NFL, because this is the first time outside of the Senior Bowls and the All-Star Games that scouts and some coaches get an opportunity to have conversations and sit down and meet with these young men. Mm. This is the first time that people will that need quarterbacks will be in that building, sitting down, having real deep conversations about the prospects that they are so looking at. Mm -hmm. Caleb Williams is a really talented person. He's a really talented football player. He's got a lot of skill sets. You go, oh, wow, okay, that's nice. But there's a lot of stuff that you sit back and you look at and you go, nah, I can't live with that. I can't live with 70% of the things off schedule. I can't live with that. That's what it is. I, I can't. Yep. I got that already in Justin Fields. Mm -hmm. So the situation is not perfect. Now, he fits a certain model and skill set just like Jaden Daniels does that the NFL quarterback position is leading toward. 
he's he's in that same kind of can he run the RPO game? Same thing as Jaden Daniels. Can he run the RPO game? Can he do these sort of things on the off schedule stuff? Yes, he can. But when you get these coordinators that don't like that, because everybody's not going to be Patrick Mahomes. Stop the Patrick Mahomes comparisons because he throws the ball a certain way on the no look because Patrick Mahomes did it. Stop trying to compare him to Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has been in three Super Bowls, done one, two, got MVPs, a billion dollars in contracts. Like, stop it. Mm. I get it. It's the easy thing to do. And then when you start to say that Caleb Williams is a once-in-a-lifetime type prospect and, you know, he's the highest grade ever and all <sighs> Stop. Everybody's the highest grade when they come out of college. I could go a long laundry list of prospects. Oh, I can go all the way back. He's the best we've ever seen. He's the this we ever seen. He makes the biggest throws. And then how does it work out for you? It doesn't work out sometimes so well. Mm-hmm. Or then it does work out somewhere. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, when it works out the way it's supposed to, you know yeah. what they look like? Mm-hmm. They look like paid men. That's what they look like. They look like Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. When I'm talking about number one overall pick types. So when you start saying Caleb Williams, he comes from a system in an air raid system that has not produced any mm. quarterback of any significance in a national football league. Mm. Not a one. Well, you know, Kyler Murray had some really good seasons. You really think you're going to win with that? You really honestly think you're going to win a Super Bowl, which is the goal yep. when you draft in a quarterback number one overall. Mm-hmm. There's a reason. There's a reason that that hasn't worked out at the level that you would think, let alone college, because they ain't won nothing in college either. Nothing. Yeah, well, Oklahoma went to. Stop. I don't want to hear Oklahoma went to a couple Final Fours. Mm. Didn't win anything with it. No. At all. But they ran into the SEC I don't twice to Alabama and Georgia. I don't care. Baker took Georgia to two overtimes. That's great. Baker took him to two overtimes. And Georgia was that's, loaded. That's great. Baker went number one overall. Yep. He's been on four teams since mm-hmm. then or whatever the number is. He had a good year last year. Okay, he played mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Let's just that, let's not turn it into something that it, more than what it is. I like Baker, too, a lot yep. as a person. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Kyler Murray went to a Pro Bowl or two. Put up some numbers, can run around, mm-hmm. okay? And I'm talking not only system-wise, yep. I'm talking size-wise, too. Mm-hmm. This is on the smaller side. When you talk about success, I don't want to hear anything about Russell Wilson with the Legion of Boom. I don't want to hear anything about Sean Payton and Drew Brees. Don't, those are outliers, man. Mm. I'm just giving you real, true facts. Mm. You say, well, oh, well, look at Patrick Mahomes. Don't do this. Don't, 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 don't do that. Don't tell me, look at Patrick Mahomes, he played at Texas Tech. Patrick Mahomes, they, they, they passed on Patrick Mahomes. It took Andy Reid and, 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 and John Dorsey to say mm. he could play. Because everybody else passed on him. Not John Dorsey. No. no John Dorsey, right? No. John he, Dorsey, he the general Cleveland. manager. He was Cleveland. No, no. Yeah. He was he drafted oh, oh, Patrick Mahomes okay. in Kansas City. Yeah. It's John Dorsey. So yeah. when you look at that skip. Patrick Mahomes is on the shorter side, but he ain't really short. Patrick Mahomes is a 6'1-ish dude, but he got Andy Reid as I his offensive. he's a little taller than He that. might be taller yeah. than that. Mm-hmm. He might be taller than 6'1". Mm-hmm. But he ain't 5 nothing. He's not. See, he's sixes. Mm-hmm. I don't know that Caleb, and we'll know because he'll measure and all that. I don't know that Caleb is 6'1 and a half, 6'2". 
I don't know that. I told you the first day I met you back in August, I don't think he's above six feet tall. I just don't. He's got a nice base to him. He's his leg. He got thick legs, and he's got a nice power base. But I don't think he's above six feet tall. So when you get when you go to the combine mm-hmm. and they measure you, your toes and feet are going to be out flat like this. You're going to be up against a wall, and they take your shoulders and they push them down. Yep. So the whole I'm going to extend my neck thing. Yep. They not having that. So all I'm saying is you got a lot of things working against him. Yeah. And those other quarterbacks will, too. That's why it's not a consensus that he's going to be, in my opinion, the first quarterback off the board. Yeah. And sometimes that's okay Mm. because it's not going to be the number one pick. It's being in the right place. Yeah. In the right team, in the right fit to have success in your career. So I wouldn't be discouraged about anything that I'm saying if I'm Caleb Williams. I'm just laying out the facts. Mm. Okay, I'm going to go on record as saying that Caleb Williams will prove to be better than Justin Fields has been or will be. I believe that Caleb Williams will prove to be very good in the National Football League, and I think Justin is pretty good. And not bad, I'd take him, especially if I were strapped at quarterback. You can win games with Justin Fields. I believe you can win more games with Caleb. The problem is, if you take him number one overall, will he go Eli Elway on you, and you know his father, will will they try to power play you into not going to the Chicago Bears because they don't want to be in Chicago in the cold weather? or they don't want to be with that franchise? Well, the cold weather's not a problem for him because yeah. he's a D.C. kid, and yeah. if he wants to go to D.C. with a guy that was on the staff this in is Cliff different. Kingsbury. This is cold weather. No, no, I get it, yeah. but you still, you still get a frost, right? Yeah. And to try to pull, I don't want to do this or do that or do this or that, John Elway was a first pick in baseball. He was a first-rounder in mm-hmm. baseball, so it's a little different. And he, Eli was a Manning. So and, he was, yeah. Yeah, but, but Eli not only was a Manning, he had already been picked number one. Mm. He was picked and decided to say, I don't want to deal with the Spanoses in San Diego. I want to go to the big lights in New York. Yep. This is a little bit different. It's a little bit different. Okay. So what did I see from Caleb? So I watched him closely at Oklahoma. You watched him closely the last two years. But, I watched him at Oklahoma yeah, when he took over okay. for Adler. So that Texas game, his true freshman year, he gets thrown into the hottest fire they play in all year long because this is a bad Texas Texas. team, but go ahead. Okay, but he gets thrown into the fire of a game that ends up 55 to 48. Neither team could play defense, but Oklahoma pulled it out. And in that game, he was spectacular. And it's hard for a true freshman to get thrown into that and be as spectacular as he was. And I saw true playmaking charisma where he was not afraid. He said, I will take this game over from Spencer Rattler, who so far in that game had thrown it 15 times, completed eight, one pick, and Lincoln Riley, stinking Lincoln, left us. But but he just said, okay, I, I've I'd seen have enough. I would left, too. Yeah. Norman, Oklahoma. Norman, Oklahoma. For the beach place. of California. Come I on, man, it. stop it. I love it. In that game, Caleb Williams walks into the huddle and says, watch this. And he goes 16 to 25 for 212 the rest of the way. Two touchdowns and no interceptions. Has a QBR of 98. This is a raw, true freshman playing his first little taste of college football. 
He ran the ball four times for 88 yards, and he had a 66-yard touchdown run. And I said, that kid's got charisma, like playmaking charisma, where you're, you either have it or you don't. He's got it. Mm-hmm. You've seen it too much because, to your point, he came to Hollywood and he started to fall in love, not just with Hollywood. I thought he started to fall in love with being Caleb Williams. And he thought he had to live up and live up, and he won the Heisman, obviously, a year ago. And then this year, he's really trying to watch this. I'll, I'll outdo myself. I'll outplay my playmaking. I'll, I'll do this. Watch this. And to your point, it goes 70% off script. And every once in a while, off script, he makes a throw where you say, my God, I, I don't know how many humans can make that throw. That's Mahomesian. That's where the comparisons but, but come from. you can't do that. Okay. But listen, he, he has a flair to him, a feel for how to escape, how to pivot, how to throw on the run. And yet sometimes he gets very inaccurate on the run and will make boneheaded plays, too. You're, you're going to have to leave a lot of that behind in Los Angeles if, if that's you, – you can't play that way because you can't out-athlete people at, your le- at the next level. At all. There are just too many of them. This there are too not, many athletes. This is, I, I tell people all the time, Skip, this is not a 17, 18, 19-year-old kid that just no. left high school and yeah. was at the prom four uh-huh. months ago. Yeah. These are grown men with full beards yeah. with car seats in the back of the SUV. They are, they are coming to hunt. They're not playing for Utah anymore. No, they're, they're, they're not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just think he is a special playmaker, and if he gets with the right place, right time, right system, and somebody who can ride herd on it and sort of package it and, and, and corral it and harness it, it, it is superior. But think about what yeah. you just said, though, yeah. Skip. You just said a whole lot. Yeah. Package it, harness it, yeah. get with the right person. Mm-hmm. You don't think you can say the same thing about Justin Fields? Yeah. If you get with Justin the right Fields person. Justin Fields is, he's good. He Justin is really Fields good. is only throwing yeah. a DJ Moore and he just got him a year ago. He's had three different offensive coordinators for crying out loud. In a bad, two bad head coaches. Boy, I would be hard pressed. And if you, Caleb, and you going into that situation, mm-hmm. think about it. Justin Fields is leaving potentially that situation, which isn't going to change a whole lot. No. And you're a rookie going into that situation. Yeah. Well, how much success do you think he going to have? It won't be easy. It's not yep. going to be easy. And that's not a loaded football team. At all. Yeah. I can Mooney probably is not going to be there at the receiver position in free agency. Yeah. Now you, you got DJ Moore as the only long ranger. That's it. Okay. I can't name anybody else on the offensive side of the ball. That's a skill position for them. So you would make that Ohio State receiver whom you interviewed in Columbus, Ohio. I would make him the number one You would make him number one pick for the first time since 1996 when yes, I would make somebody him the number named one guy. Keyshawn went number I, one I would, USC. I would legitimately make him the number one guy. I would take me a tackle to protect my quarterback. Wow. And then I would go in free agency with all the money that I have yeah. and pick me some players in free agency and build my roster through the draft and be in a division that I think is takeable. Okay, you're going to have to pay that young receiver a whole lot of money if he's the first pick. Yeah, you got to give him $40 million. You're going to have to do that with the quarterback as well. Don't tell me anything about resetting the quarterback room and you're going to have to make a decision on Justin Fields. I don't want to, because that to me is one of the biggest, weirdest cop-outs that I hear from people saying you can set the quarterback room by drafting a guy and the money. Kansas City done went to three championships or whatever the case since Patrick Mahomes got his deal. Since he got his deal. Yeah. 
He didn't win. He won on the rookie deal, then they paid him. Mm. And the dude done been in two more Super Bowls and won. Another one. And another MVP. So that is a, a – I don't know where they came up with this. You can see reset the quarterback room. Reset the quarterback room. I'm like, come on, stop. Mm. That's nothing to do with resetting a quarterback room. Either you're good and you can play, or you can't play and you're not good, and therefore <laughs> they're going to run you out of there if they gave you a boatload of money or not. Okay. Do you question Caleb's leadership skills now that he's been a Heisman Trophy winner in Hollywood? Is he going to be harder to deal with? Is he going to be sort of above it all? Will he be able to connect with a pro football team? I think he'll be able to connect with a pro football team. But here's what I will say, though. Pro football don't allow your daddy to come hang out at the practice field. That just no. does, That's not It's different at the pro level than it is in college. You're now grown. That's a factor. You're not going to. Yep. Pops is cool because he's your pops, but he's not going to be able to be there every single day and doing those sort of things that may go on in college. Yep. He's not going to have that same type of, I don't know, I don't want to call it influence, but that, that around. He's not going to be, it's, 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 a different, it's a different world that you live in as a professional. And I think he can be a leader as long as he's playing well. Mm. Because he, what he can't do is he can't fall into a fake leadership role. Yeah. He has to be who he is, right? He has to just be who he is. Whatever it is that we saw of Caleb, that's who he has to be. Don't yeah. try to be something different because those players, those grown men in that locker room, yeah. they can see you a mile away. Yeah. And so can the coaches. I agree. I thought the – Father influence played a small part, but a part. I like in, Carl. In, but, but in RG3's downfall from his, you know, well, his father hurt, was though. involved. He, he got hurt. hurt. And he never came the back. The Shanahan's put him out there on a the bad leg and he got hurt. But what I would say about Carl, Caleb's dad. Yeah. Is he just got to. Sometimes you got to just let, let the people you hire handle the job. Yeah. That's, that's how I look at it. I like Carl, but you got to let the people handle the business who you hired to do that. All right. Interesting point. Okay. So now LeBron wants a new long-term deal with the Lakers. Really? Three, four more years. You ready? Okay. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Black History Month is a perfect time to reflect on all of our black heroes. Don't count the days. Make the Days Count is not a quote attributed to a poet or a novelist, but rather boxer Muhammad Ali. Both spiritual and lyrical, there has never been an athlete quite like him. He challenged not only authority, but the way we thought and lived, all the while becoming the greatest heavyweight fighter of all time, and inarguably the most important. Ali was Instagram and TikTok before they existed, endlessly entertaining but serious and defiant. He made not only opponents uncomfortable, but our government too, refusing to support the Vietnam War, saying, you want me to go somewhere and fight, but you won't even stand up for me here at home. Muhammad Ali opened the doors for every athlete to walk through. Brian Windhorst reports that LeBron is interested in a new multi-year nine-figure contract to stay with the Lakers. 
So, Keyshawn, would you like to have LeBron being your highest paid player for the next, say, three years? He won't be the highest paid player for yeah. the next three years. Mm. The highest paid player would be Anthony Davis. Mm. Um, well, knowing LeBron, I No, I no, gonna... LeBron's got a billion dollars, man. LeBron, yeah, but... you know, 50 million, I understand you're looking at the 50 million dollars and you're saying, well, he's going to want that and then some. I don't think that's the case. I no? think when you, no. He's at a point in his career where it's not about the money. The dudes make, he makes 160-something million dollars a year, something crazy like that, mm. between his shoe money and his endorsements and his NBA contract. I would sign him to a extension. <laughs> I would do that for sure. He's still at a high level of basketball. He is. If I you agree. didn't know his age, mm. in the back of his name said James, you wouldn't even be sitting here saying that. You'd be like, oh, okay, that, that guy right there can really play. So what you do is you take that $50 million and you restructure it, and you give him probably three years, $100 million. You know, you give him three years, $100 million, so what's that, about $33 million, $33-point-something million dollars a year? You do that, and I, and I guarantee you, Skip, that's kind of probably the area that they're talking about. Now you have money to play with to go sign another person or two or whatever the case is. And on top of that, you got to factor in his son into the equation two, three years from now. You just do. I mean, that's the reality of it. We all know that he wants to play with his son. We all know that. He's been on record. Everybody's been on record saying that's his goal is for him and his son to share the same jersey and take the picture, and they got the photo. That's the goal. And the Lakers would certainly entertain that and I'm sure LeBron James is certainly entertaining an extension with them, and they're entertaining an extension with him. Mm. When is LeBron James in his 39 years ever taken less money? Never. He's, He's always 39, okay. Skip. Okay, so pride still kicks in because of what you opened by saying. If you take the name off the back, he still looks like he's 29 or whatever. Well, that's what he thinks. So there's no way he's going to take 33, why, 33, why, and 33. Why wouldn't he? Oh, why wouldn't he? Know. To win a championship, to bring a third body, okay. to win a championship, well, that, bring a third that, body, give more money to the franchise. That should have been a long time ago. He no, should have gone Tom Brady a long time ago. Well, he stop, should have. Man. Stop. Tom Brady always Tom Brady pump-faking y'all with that I took a pay cut stuff. Y'all better no, stop that, man. No. Stop it. Well, he did. Oh, God, stop. What do you stop. mean, stop? Because that's not true. Okay, you think there's under-the-table money or what? It's things baked in your contract so you can make the money up. They don't report it that way, though. Mm. They report it as what you wanted is a pay cut. Or are you taking less to help the franchise out? Stop. Well, man, y'all got to stop. You guys have got to. Line. You got to stop in this sports media mm. space always saying that somebody's taking a pay cut. Just because they push it over to the side and you don't see it in the body of the contract or it's not being reported, Tom Brady ain't paying for 20 million when he can play for 50. Let's not let's let's stop being, I don't want to say stupid, but let's stop being naive to the fact that guys take less base salary money and okay. make it up in other ways. Okay, but it has to be reported. Are you it, talking about circumventing the cap? No, it's not circumventing the cap. Okay, well, it's I know the what you, the bottom line was. I know what you, the numbers it's are. It's the way you report it. It's the way you report it when you're reporting things. Yeah. When, when their PR staff says that somebody is taking less money, mm -hmm. that's the way you're going to report it. And that player is going to say, yeah, I took less money. Well, you can just see the deal. You can no, no, but, that, but guess what? Ain't nobody, most of the people... Don't have access to the deals. And the ones that do, 
don't know how to read it to the point of reporting it the way that it is. Just being honest with you. I, I, I get so tired of the, oh, he took less money. He should, man, stop it. Okay, so you think. You get ready to tell me Tom Brady left $200 million on the table just well, to play for the Patriots? Well, it was widely reported he did. Okay, all right, years. man. I'll let you keep believing that. Okay. I'll so, let you keep believing. Okay, so you're saying that was all hocus pocus, like that that was. Yes, that I'm was, saying okay. it's all hocus pocus. Okay. I am 100% saying that. 100% saying it. Well, I I would see the figures. What, what's the website under the cap, over the cap, whatever it's called. You know, they'd have the details of the deal. And he was taking significantly less money. He than, might have been taking significantly less money than what he was worth. Yeah. But it's not. A pay cut. That's that, you guys. Y'all report it always as a pay cut or less money. Well, just it, taking less money. However you want to say it. It's not like he had it and gave it back. He just skip, took less. Skip. It's likely to be earned. Unlikely to be earned. Yeah. Things that's likely to be earned. He's going to earn it. Mm. Hey, it's called. I'm going to the Super Bowl. I'm going to the playoffs. I'm going to this. I'm going. They know that he's going to accomplish those okay. things. All right, let's go back to it NBA. Doesn't, that doesn't affect the salary cap. Let's go back to the great Tim Duncan. And if you look at his last five years in the league, Tim Duncan took peanuts. It was like laughable. It was it was kind of embarrassing how little money Tim Duncan took for the last five years that's of his Tim, career. That's Tim Duncan and his okay. family and his agent. Yep. That ain't got nothing to do with Rich Paul and LeBron. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. That's what he decided to and do. And guess what happened? Some championships happened in there. And LeBron yeah. James and won championships. Why, why yeah. should LeBron James, if he decided five years ago when he came to the Lakers to get the max that he's supposed to get, why is that an indictment on him? Well, it's not an indictment, but that's what he's always done. And you can't tell me that all of a sudden he's going to say, you know what? I'm fading into the woodwork here. I'll t give me 30 million. He won't say that. He's, he's going not, not going to say he's fading to anything, yeah, yeah. Skip. He's got yeah. a billion damn dollars. That doesn't matter. It this, matters. This, this is about pride. This it is about, no, you want it to be about no, pride for him. It's always been about pride. You want it to be about he's pride for him. He's had a billion damn dollars for years. It, 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 He's wanting an extension, potentially, according to Brian Windhorst, with the Lakers on a multi-year deal mm -hmm. that reaches into that $100 million stratosphere. I came up with the number of $100 million because I figured 33 get to 100 that's, that's about fine. Because certainly don't want to give him 150 at 50-plus 50 a year because it, we can't sign another max player if we did that. He knows that already. It doesn't... him For him to take... What did I say? $50 million less than what he probably can get? That doesn't change his life. It does nothing for him. It absolutely does nothing, Skip. It's only about pride. It's you, about who he is. It's you about want what it, he's You want it to be about pride and ego because it's LeBron James. It, it and you don't want to accept no. the fact that this young man could, I don't even want to call him a young man because he's old now, that LeBron James could sit back and say, I don't really, I'm good. I want to just win. And I can make 90 over the next three. I can make 100 over the next three. I can make 110 over the next three, and I'm still good. You want him to be like, I'm ego and I'm this. No, That's the way you want it to be. No, I'm talking about reputation, what it, you've earned, in, in just gate attraction. You don't think he's worth 60, 70 million? He's worth yeah. You can't, there's no price on it. Yeah. But it doesn't matter to him. Mm. It doesn't matter at this point in his career. It's almost like Chris Paul. Chris Paul took a deal with the Phoenix Suns. 
He was due, I don't remember what the number was, because it was a couple years ago, but he was due 40, 50 million or whatever know, that number was. Chris Paul no, I'm not. I'm, I'm comparing a decision <laughs> to extend and take less money mm. to play. That's what I'm comparing it to. I'm not comparing their legacies. I'm not doing that. I'm just talking about that end of their contract, the money that was due to him. Yeah. He decided to package it up, Skip, yeah. and extend it out, take less money to still play. Okay. I, all I'm saying is that is where LeBron James is at in his career. Mm. He's not worried about some money or somebody saying it's his ego, his reputation. He's always done this. He's not worried about that. He is. Mark my words. Watch. Just just remember you said this, that he's going to take 30-odd million for three years. No way. There is no way. Mm -mm. He's going to take less he, money he than say, what he's worth. I'm yeah. worth what I'm worth. That's what no, he's he will not. say. No, he's not. He's yeah. not, not going to do that for this team and the Lakers. He's just yeah. not. He's not going to do it. Okay. Watch. Okay. Right. Well, it, look. And, and when th this whole notion, it, it, the, 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 the worst thing you said was, He's got enough money. I'll go back to the late, great Tech Schramm, who the architect of the original Dallas Cowboys. I once made the mistake of saying, he's got enough money. Tech Schramm looked me in the eye and said, no one ever has enough money. That is very true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But in this situation, yeah. the fact that he's trying to build and win championships more in Los Angeles. Mm. And if you can get a third body, one, I don't know who the third body will be, but if you get a third body and you're on the back nine headed out in your career, mm. you're, this is not Michael Jeffrey Jordan making $2 million and then jumping to thirty when he didn't make any money. This is mm. not that situation, Skip. Michael this is a guy never, who's... My, Michael never got what he was worth. Never. But that's not... Never. You're not listening again. Yeah, no, you're not listening again. Well, I said Michael was underpaid, <laughs> and then all of a sudden he jumped him to thirty. This is not the same thing. He didn't mm -hmm. make enough money in yeah. the beginning of his career. Yeah. So at the end of his career... He was paid where he should have been his entire career. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm on record. LeBron James will not play for less than $50 million. But then you, you, okay. you lost your damn mind, Skip. Okay. Watch. Just watch. I'll stand by what I said. Up next, Saquon. Underrated or overrated? Somebody thinks. Ugh. No. No mercy. No mercy. Once again, your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Ray. LeBron be like, I remember him. And this in relation to LeBron defending Bronny. Who is that? Ball in the family. LeVar. Oh. Uh, I can't. I'm yeah. like, that looks so weird. <laughs> yeah, where is LeVar at know. these days? Out of sight, out of mind. All right. Next from Homer, NBA refs. Bonjour. Well, there's some truth to that. As we just saw at the garden. Bozos. Huh? Uh -huh. And finally from Beard Majesty, the way Keyshawn be like, you almost made me cuss. Watch your profanity. Yeah, because you say things. And I, I, if I was at home or I we know. was just at a restaurant or something, I, I, I would understand. probably... I, I have know. always had the capacity to make people curse. Yeah, I was, yeah, 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 yeah. Somehow. I, I don't know what it is. I wouldn't treat you like that, yeah. but it, yeah. you, you get close. Well, you're on Because you say some stuff that just... Yeah, that's smart and right, and you just can't live with it. But that's okay. Let's see what we say about Saquon Barkley. 
once again, you get caught up in all the tinsel town of it. Okay. So it looks like the Giants won't franchise tag Saquon Barkley. So Keyshawn, scale of one to 10, how surprising is this? I'm not surprised at all, to be honest with you. They franchise tagged him a year ago. It was a high number for them at the running back position. And when you think about it, he didn't give them 1,000 yards. He came up short. He didn't give them 1,000. Yeah. Came up short. You, you as a organization has to do right by the organization yeah. and be able to say we can't franchise tag him at a $12.1 million number again or do a long-term deal with him and not get the production for that amount of money. Mm-hmm. And they probably feel like they did not get the production for the amount of money that they paid. Yep. I'm not going to blame him for that. I'm going to blame them for that. You paid Daniel Jones who wasn't worth his money. He couldn't play dead in a cowboy movie, but we all tried to tell you that, but you didn't want to listen. Well, he had won a playoff game the year before. Okay, and so did some yep. other people. Baker big Mayfield. Deal. Yep. Big, big deal. Big deal. But Baker Mayfield's playoff game, he's not getting $40 million plus. Not yet. I don't think he will, but that's just, I don't think the Bucks will do that, but okay. No, but they'll pay him. They'll, he deserves a yeah, contract. He earned it. But he earned it. Mm-hmm. But what they did with Daniel Jones, it was a different situation. Saquon didn't, in the team as a whole, didn't do what they did a year ago, become mm-hmm. like a fake Cinderella story, playoffs, nobody thought about them. They go to Minnesota, they win the playoff game. It didn't happen. So when you look at Saquon Barkley, is he still a very good running back in this league? Yes, he is. I, I think he's the top running back on the board for my money because mm. I don't think Jacobs is going to go away right now. Jacobs and him are probably even for me, but I think Jacobs stays in Las Vegas. I honestly think that no franchise tag for Saquon Barkley, he goes to another team. He was the second pick of the draft for a reason. Yep. Okay, he, he, he was the second pick of the draft. He wasn't the 19th pick. He wasn't the 22nd pick. He was the second pick of the draft for a but reason. But as you remind me, people swing and miss constantly. But they didn't yeah. miss on him. Okay. He just happened to get hurt. They didn't miss on him again. I'll tell you again, Skip. How many years... Are you expecting out of your running back when you're drafting? How many years? You expecting five, six years mm. out of your running back? Okay, he's been injured some in his career. Obviously, he tore his ACL yeah. or whatever the case may be. He's been banged yep. up here, there, the hamstring there too. But this running back is really good. Now, I'm not saying you got to pay him $14 million. Mm. But somebody, whoever that somebody is, whether it's the Dallas Cowboys or whether they let him go to Philadelphia or whatever the case is, mm. he's going to be a steal for somebody out there. Mm. And you're gonna Even look if up. You and gotta go, pay him twelve million. That the twelve might be high, mm. but if you're averaging him ten plus million dollars, what's the real money? Mm. That's the key. It's the real money. It ain't the fluff. It ain't what you read. It ain't the. It ain't the average. The APY could be anything. I can make the APY whatever I want to. The average year, yep. I could turn that into anything, just backload the back end of the deal and average it out, and it's going to look like he makes $16 million. Yep. But in the first two years of the new deal, what's the cash that's going into my bank account is really what matters. Mm. Now, if you give Saquon Barkley a four-year deal, in the first two years he's making $22 million in the first two years, I can live with that as a general manager. I can. Okay. All right. So, 
I want to be very clear about this. I like Saquon personally a lot. I think he's a really good young man, and I would like to have him on my team as a young man. I just think he's overrated as a running back. To me, you get blinded by his highlights, and there aren't enough of them. They come once a game, twice a game maybe, and they're not enough. And I compared him yesterday to you. He's like the, the, the baseball player who hits you 40 home runs a year. He'll lead the league in strikeouts, and he'll bat. He'll his average will be two twenty. Did you like? Did you like Barry Sanders? Barry Sanders, yeah. You, you liked him. Well, how? As a how, player. Yeah, sure. Okay. W- w- what about him? No, I'll go ahead. Yeah. I, I just want you to finish. Yeah. I just want to know if you like. Do you Sanders. think Saquon's Barry Sanders? No, no, no. I did I mean, not say that. Please don't go there. I, I didn't say that. That's okay. not what I said. I just asked you a question. But I said from the start, I'll take Emmitt Smith over Barry Sanders because they're taking Barry out on on short yardage and goal line. I'm saying I, I got Emmitt. I'll take Emmitt because he's going to get me those two or three yards or whatever I need. He'll get them. And I told you yesterday, he's six yards and eight yards and four yards and five yards and six yards and eight yards. Emmett Smith timed 4-6 in the 40, which is that, – that, that'll get you undrafted today. Mm-hmm. You know, 4-6 running backs, mm-hmm. they, they don't even get drafted. But Jimmy Johnson said, I coached against him, and when he started to fall in the draft toward number 17 in the first round, Jimmy said, we're going up to get him because I could not stop him. We could not get him on the ground for whatever reason. And I never saw Emmett get caught from behind with a football under his arm. So he had some kind of football speed. But what I loved about Emmett was it was four yards and six yards and eight yards and six yards and four yards and eight yards. Not a whole lot of, of flash and dash to it. Not a whole lot of highlights. I, I don't remember any big Huge Emmett highlights. I just remember him scoring a whole bunch of touchdowns. The big know? run against the Giants with yeah. a broken arm or that whatever was pretty it was. Good broken arm. Was his shoulder or something? Something was wrong with him. He hurt his shoulder. He hurt and his they shoulder. told me at halftime he refused to get a shot. They said, everybody takes a shot. And mm-hmm. the trainer told me after the game, I, I got half the team in here with the same injury, and I, that you just the take reason, a shot. The reason I brought up Barry yeah. Sanders, because you was getting ready to say, yeah. Saquon Barkley will get you 20, then lose, 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 and it get you five, then lose, yeah. lose, lose. They said the same thing about Barry Sanders for years. But when he... No, I'm just saying, they said the same thing about Barry Sanders for Barry years. Sanders. Oh, Barry Sanders, you know, he's going to lose yards. He loses yards. Yeah. He loses yards. Okay. Okay, but Barry and Sanders was Michael Vick. He was... I, I, he was I, I understand. I understand all of those things. Yeah. But at the same time, Saquon Barkley offensive line is dog you know what, man. Yeah. Come on now. His offensive line was horrible. Horrible. So he made two Pro Bowls. You're not a big fan of making Pro Bowls anyway, but only two. Never beat <laughs> Tyler Dallas. Tyler made the Pro Bowl, yeah. man. Stop. 0-10 against Dallas, and, and I told you he had 200-yard games against Dallas because he had a 68-yard run in one and a 59-yard run in another one. So, so That counts, half, though. I know, but half of his yards but are it all counts. one play. But it counts. And then the rest of the time he averaged 2.6 yards count, a year. But you can count Tony Pollard's, but you can't count – Saquon Barkley. So you can count another running backs, but Saquon Barkley, you no, can't count. No, I'm just saying, I, I don't love him, and I would not pay him $12 million because he won't give you enough bang, literal bang maybe, for your but may, Maybe it's not 12. Yeah. Maybe it's 10 and a half. Maybe yeah. it's 22 over two. Right. Something along those lines. Philly can have him if they want him. They can have him. I don't want him. You got a diaper on right I'm now? Not th- because because if Philly get him, you know you're going to need a diaper. Stop. No, no, ain't going to be no stop. You're going you you to need a diaper they, if Philly yeah. get him. They got Kevin be scared, You know what? They got Shaq okay. Leonard. I'm scared right. to death, I kept telling you. I'm laughing and they lose okay. six of their last seven. All right. Okay. All right. If you say so, Skip. Okay. 
Brandon Staley has reemerged. He's interviewed by the 49ers for their vacant defensive coordinator position, and we debate next. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. Come on. Back down. Brandon Staley has resurfaced. The 49ers have interviewed him for their defensive coordinator position, obviously after firing Steve Wilkes. But, Keyshawn, is it possible Staley is a better coordinator than a head coach? No, there, there is a small possibility small. of that. Small yeah. possibility of mm-hmm. that. I mean, Agreed. we only got one year sample size, right, of one him year. being a defensive coordinator in the National Football League, unless I'm forgetting something. With Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and, yeah. Go ahead. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and, and Von Miller, so whoever, you know, he had some, had some players. He did. Um, it could be. Because when you look at the Rams in 2020, under Staley as a DC, they were first in points per game allowed, first in yards per game. But here's the kicker they lost in the divisional round to the Green Bay Packers, and they gave up 32. So, is he a great regular season? Defensive coordinator. So when we switch to the Chargers in his tenure with the Chargers, yep. we all know what happened against Jacksonville, 27-0. They gave up the goods and lost that game. But in that time, from 2021 to 2023 under him as a head coach, primarily defensive play caller or whatever, yeah. maybe he pads some people in, whatever, 28th in points per game, mm. 27th in yards per game, yep. one playoff appearance and surrendered a 27-0 blown lead. Now, here's what I would say. I didn't see Steve Wilkes do that, okay? None of that. I haven't seen any of that. All I seen him do was lead a defensive unit to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Now, could it be that they didn't see eye to eye with the players and maybe the come of the staff? That could be the case. I'm not saying that Steve Wilkes' personality didn't mesh with Kyle Shanahan and some of the defensive staff. I'm not saying that at all. Because you can't, you, but you, what you're not going to do yep. is tell me that he's more qualified as a D.C. than Steve Wilkes. That's Please what, you, don't that's what you're not no, going to do. Don't start. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully, if he gets this job, Kyle Shanahan is right. Because I can tell you this. He did interview for the Rams job after being the Rams D.C. and had gotten fired by the Chargers. He got interviewed again mm. when Raheem Morris left to go to Atlanta. Yep. And guess what the Rams decided to do? Mm. Say bye-bye. So Sean McVay decided to say, we're going to interview you because I need a D.C. And you were a good D.C. for me during the regular season, but you gave up 32 in the postseason and we lost in the division round. But I'm going to interview you. And on second thought, I'm going to hire Shula to be my defensive coordinator, mm. and I'm not going to hire you. Most teams, most coaches and organizations, if they had a guy who has success and that unit becomes available for them again and that person is available, guess what they do? They grab them. I can point to just Carmichael from the New Orleans Saints is under Sean Payton for 20 years. He He got fired by New Orleans. Guess where he's at now in Denver. Mm. Bill Belichick took his guys back a thousand times. A thousand times. So I don't know why the Rams decided when I got a unit that's first, 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 Mm. never mind. Good question. That's a question that I want to know. Why didn't you hire him back? All right. Here's my question. 
about the game you played in the league you played in, the single craziest part of of this hiring cycle is this. My pettest peeve is just because some coordinator has one hot year with a unit, an offense or a defense, all of a sudden everyone leaps to the conclusion he's the next great head coach. What does coordinating a defense or an offense have to do with being a head coach of a National Football League team? Next to nothing. Next to nothing. It's a whole different show. It's you, you have to deal with the media. You have to deal with all the players' problems. You, you have to deal it's with... It, you have to be the commanding officer. You have to make in-game decisions. You have to be in control. Everybody looks to you for... Are we going to go for it on fourth down? And this guy kept saying, absolutely, we're going to go for it every time on fourth down. That's who I am. The analytics tell me that's who I am. Okay, so we have one-year sample size, and it's not a slam-dunk sample size, to your point, where you say, oh, well, then he's a great defensive coordinator. I think he's got some ability as a defensive coordinator. I I think he – he sort of goes by the analytics and the stats, and I think he does a pretty good job. And I'm not going to be shocked if Kyle hires him because I think there's some closeness there from way it's back. All, it's, yeah, it's, it's all They're a part of this clique and this, they're boys. I mean, we, we get it. But the point is, you can't tell me that one year sold him to the Chargers as a head coach. I, I don't know, because he was clearly overmatched from the start. Well, it, He it, looked overmatched. Well, if, you, if you're talking about the Chargers situation, you got to think of it this way, Skip. They're in the same building. It's close to watching yeah, it. Yeah. The Rams' defense was one in yards per game, points per game. They did make the playoffs. So when you're looking at it, you're saying I'm, they see it. It's right there. It's in the same city. Yeah. So they see it every day. And that could have influenced them at the time to hire him. And the crazy thing about the Chargers in that situation, which pees me off about them, and I actually, one of the Spanos, we had a a deep conversation one day about hiring him and letting Anthony Lynn go in a pandemic year, which is crazy to me. In in a pandemic year, you fire a coach because they had a bad season. (sighs) In a pandemic year, which is crazy. And so... Now you finally got maybe the right coach for your situation in Harbaugh. Well, but I, I'm, not, I'm not shocked that they hired him in the well, same city. I'm not shocked at all. Okay. But how many assistants did you watch come through Parcells or me with Jimmy? And they would get head coaches off the success of Parcells or Jimmy, and they weren't qualified to be head coaches, and they busted because they're not chips off the old block. How many Belichick coaches? Well, a lot failed? of them. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them have gone yeah. on to not be as successful. <laughs> no, no, that's it. Speaking of Bill Belichick, is he about to do some television? We did next. Ooh, our third member of Undisputed. Yeah, why not? You wouldn't Bring want that. Be scared. Oh, boy, I'd love to tear that apart. No Bill Belichick's son says he might do some TV this upcoming NFL season. Keyshawn, you know Bill. You've been out to dinner with him. You know what it takes to be good on TV. Just how good would Belichick be on TV? I think, I think it'd be interesting to a lot of people because they yeah. don't really get a chance to see him talk 
a whole lot. But you always say he can be funny. And yeah, he can be like sarcastic, it's a sarcastic, funny, funny, yeah, funny yeah, little yeah. wit to it. Yeah. I mean, he did win an Emmy for that he NFL did. Network. He was very uh, good on that. Yeah, so. But that's where he lives. He knows that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Fun, so yeah. you can build mm-hmm. the program around those sort of things and segments and things yeah. of that nature. And he's talking X and O. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not going to rip on anybody and do nothing like that. But he, well, I, I think he'll I'm be fine. I'm assuming he still wants to be a head coach in this league again. Oh, he's going right? to be a head coach again. I could make the case that if he did let his hair down just a little bit on TV with an occasional joke or quip or whatever, it could, it could do him some good with owners who think he's a little too icy, a little too distant, a little too above it all, right? It, 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 may, it may help him some. Yeah. It may help him some. I mean, but I don't know if owners really feel that way about him. I mean, I know reports are out there, oh, they feel this way, but I don't know that. It's only, all it takes is one anyway, yeah. Skip. Yeah. And I think he'll I think he'll be fine. Okay. I mean, he's gotta clean up a little bit, but I I, <laughs> I would watch Bill on TV. I would Of course. Because you'd wanna see what well, what's he gonna say? What what's he gonna do? He's gotta clean up a little bit. Oh he's, he's make sure his right. hair and everything yeah. is right. That's it for today's Undisputed. We're back tomorrow at 9 30 Eastern. And I can't.